A new threat to access to one of Europe's most important airports. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is a special edition of Flight Plan, brought to you by Varion. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for the very latest business aviation news and information. Dublin Airport is a popular gateway for general aviation and business aviation operators to Ireland and the European continent. However, increasing traffic to Dublin has led local authorities to consider drastic steps to curtail GA operations at the airport if the current cap on annual passenger counts isn't raised. With more, here is Josh Stewart, founding chairman of the Irish Business and General Aviation Association, IBGAA. It's a critical airport for us in so many ways. It's the only airport available for business aviation on the entire east coast of Ireland. Our only alternates really are Shannon, two and a half hours away by road, and Belfast, one and a half hours away. So Dublin is a city, as the city is home to many, many U.S. corporations, and is really the key gateway to driving our FDI from the U.S. and around the world. For example, so many companies have chosen Dublin as its Irish global operations headquarters. We have Google, Facebook, Airbnb, Microsoft, Twitter. And there's almost 1,800 multinational companies based in Ireland that use Dublin as their center. Our area in Dublin is called Silicon Docks. And those companies employ more than 180,000 people in Ireland. So it really is a vital lifeline to investment into Ireland. And without it, it would be a huge problem. So what has been proposed, Josh? This is actually not a specific attack on business aviation like what's happened in other European countries this really is a very unfortunate outcome, but it's due to planning permission granted by the Fingal County Council when Dublin um, constructed Terminal 2 over 15 years ago. And they basically put a restriction, a passenger cap in place because they were worried that the local infrastructure couldn't, couldn't deal with any more than 32 million passengers. So what's happened with this is we've obviously reached this cap sooner and in the, it's been applied for planning permission to increase this to 40 million passengers. However, that could take up to two years. Even though we have the full weight from the Irish Prime Minister, our Taoiseach, Leo Vladker, all the main stakeholders, all the main investment authorities, the likes of NBAA, the Canadians, and us as an Irish association, there seems to be a huge push to get this passenger cap increased up to 40 million, and the government's committed to build the infrastructure to support that. So I think that should have, and we're hopeful it will have a successful outcome. The problem is, in the interim, now that we've hit this cap, we're hearing from members that it's difficult getting slots past March. So, one, we're working on the passenger cap, and with the help of MBAA and EBA, we're trying to carve out that 20,000 passengers for business aviation, which is a tiny percentage of the existing cap of 32 million. But we're also having to work with the Slot Coordination Committee to make sure that them and the IAA grant this exemption for us so we can get movements, keep aircraft flying in and out of this lifeline for Ireland and keep this FDI flowing in and out of Ireland. And that's that's the process we're at now. That's a frightening prospect, especially in light of other efforts across Europe to curtail business aviation access. I'd now like to welcome Doug Carr to the conversation. Doug is NBAA Senior Vice President for Safety, Security, Sustainability, and International Affairs. Doug, please tell us a bit about NBAA's response to this situation. 
IBGAA was really the first organization to put the matter on our radar. We, we were notified pretty early in the process, understanding that there was some significant concern about future access for business aviation at, at Dublin Airport. And as Josh had indicated, it's a true lifeline for the island nation with a whole host of multinational companies and employees based on foreign direct investment there in the country. We took a, a pretty direct look at this, and we've engaged both the U.S. ambassador to Ireland and the Irish ambassador to the United States, putting this matter on their radars. We've also had follow-up conversations with with both of those offices about the importance of retaining business aviation access to the airport. In as much as the passenger cap is a reflection of what's needed, in our view, primarily for commercial carriers and commercial passengers on the other side of the airport, the work that business aviation brings to Ireland is significant. And turning off that access through some sort of a ban on ad hoc operations or other potential methods that may be explored really puts at risk continued foreign direct investment in Ireland, something that I think we have seen is a win-win situation for, for both multinational corporations and Ireland. We'll have more of our conversation in just a moment after this word from our sponsor. Take your aviation operations to new heights. Introducing Varion, formerly known as ATP, your ultimate partner in achieving maximum aircraft uptime. At Varion, we understand the challenges faced by everyone in aviation. Our industry-leading technology solutions revolutionize aircraft management, so there's no more waiting, no more wondering, and no more wasted effort. Get real-time visibility of your maintenance, inventory, operations, and regulatory data right at your fingertips with an easy-to-use system. Backed by a team of experts with deep aviation knowledge offering 24-7, 365 support. After 50 years in the business, we have built a growing reputation for getting our customers more aircraft uptime. That's why thousands of aircraft operators worldwide have already discovered the power of Varion. Say goodbye to downtime and hello to increased efficiency and profitability. Visit Varion.com to learn more. Varion, let's get you more uptime. We're back now with Josh Stewart from the Irish Business and General Aviation Association, along with NBAA's Doug Carr, and our discussion about a proposed limit to general aviation and business aviation flights at Dublin Airport. Doug, how is NBAA working with the IBGAA to fight this proposed ban and ensure that Dublin Airport remains open to general aviation? This is definitely a a multifaceted approach to not only keeping an eye on the process and being vocal about our support for the plans that the airport has to expand capacity in a way that reflects the needs of of the local citizenry there in the Dublin area, but also to recognize that growth is is happening and and doing so in a manageable and effective way is is important. So I think our support directly in written comments to the public docket that was closed at the at the end of last month was a pretty visible way for NBAA to demonstrate our support for the issue. Ongoing coordination between IBGAA and NBAA has been very effective in making sure that we're both aware of what the latest status is. I think Josh has probably some of the best insight in terms of how this is working, but what we're seeing, not only in Ireland, but in other parts of the globe, are generally proposals that seek to either reduce capacity 
or reduce access based on a whole host of political issues that unfortunately airports are seen as easy targets to address. As Josh indicated, this is a somewhat of a unique situation where long-established capacity limits are now being bumped up against. And as a result, we just need to follow the process to to create more capacity in an airport that I think from what we have all seen isn't a runway-constrained airport. The, the airport has three runways with lots of capacity. It's really a terminal challenge that we're facing here. And in fact, the airport has come out and indicated quite publicly that there is lots of capacity for business aviation at the airport, which I think we've definitely appreciated and want to highlight that the airport is also in support of continuing our access. But they're facing, as Josh indicated, the challenges of the passenger cap and finding a way forward in a way that respects those limits while continuing to facilitate important operations at the airport. Ongoing efforts, I think, are going to continue to highlight the valuable partnership that we have with the IVGAA. And I think through both of our efforts, we're hopeful that there will be a positive outcome from all of our engagement. Josh, from your perspective, how does such collaboration assist in your efforts to ensure that operators aren't closed off from Dublin? We're a new association. We were founded in 2020. So we're just getting our feet beneath us, really. We've had two very successful conventions at one of the top hotels in Ireland. That's a direct recipient of something like we're talking about here. That hotel is going to be the host of the Ryder Cup in 2027. They've already had a pro-am last year, which brought in over 100 private jets. The Ryder Cup is obviously a big deal. There's significant investment. Any type of ban or restriction into Dublin would cause a lot of issues. So we, as a new association, we went and met with all the stakeholders early on. And we've been really impressed with the government's response. And that's the one difference I would like to draw from the Irish example to other examples in in Europe. The Irish government is behind us as an association and behind the positioning Ireland as the centre of excellence and growing the business aviation ecosystem on the island of Ireland. And we've explained how business aviation is a leader in sustainability, how we can pick up and use sustainable aviation fuel, how we've previously done that with winglets and glass cockpits and more direct routings. And we're the incubator to bring this into play. So we've got full buy-in from the Irish government, from our main stakeholders, the Irish Aviation Authority, who are talking about sustainable registration right through the Department of Transport and all the stakeholders. So I feel it's the right time. We're very impressed with the fact that Ireland's also realised that high-value tourism is a key economic driver with investments in the hotels, like I mentioned, and events like the Ryder Cup. So they're looking for a lot of the high-value tourism, which is really access to business aviation. So it's a good timing from that point of view that all the stakeholders see the benefits of what we can bring. And we're also dealing with the issue that other European airports are facing and bringing sustainability to the fore. And I think we can actually be a market leader. In regard to the response, it's been vital to have MBAA and EBAA behind us. We're a national association with a global reach. The letters from the MBAA over to the ambassadors. We ourselves have engaged a, a global PR firm, Teneo, which is very well respected in Ireland. Their senior manager has been engaged with us. So we've been reaching out to all the stakeholders, the Taoiseach's office, the Minister of Enterprise, Transport, IA, the Chambers of Commerce, the Hotels Foundation, the local city councils, the planning committees. So all of that push with the weight of the American MBA behind us, along with Brussels and EBA, I think has certainly got our message to the right audience. And it certainly had the weight behind it. And it seems to be, from what we're picking up, well-received. 
Now, obviously, actions speak louder than words, and we need to deal with this. And there are some complaints for operators about how this is getting tighter and harder. And a lot of these companies have quarterly meetings and board meetings, and there's questions, concerns. Do they have to change? And we don't want to lose this. Ireland's positioned itself very well. We're the last English-speaking country with access to the lucrative EU market. We have a very special relationship with the United States. We always have. We've always punched above our weight in aviation and leasing. This type of restriction, even the press of it getting out, could really affect FDI into Ireland. And by the way, you might not know, we are also a large enough investor in the United States. Irish companies employ over 100,000 people in every single state. And I believe we're in the top 10 largest sources of FDI in the United States. So it's a good relationship between the US and Ireland. And we need to keep that lifeline open. And Doug, another reason the situation in Dublin is concerning is that it's part of an unfortunate trend in other European countries to limit business aviation operations. Can you tell us a bit about some of those attempts and how the international business aviation community has responded? We've seen some situations, some examples where states have taken a rather aggressive approach to airport capacity, to air traffic. I think some of the most recent examples include what was being proposed in Amsterdam in terms of a, just a general overall 20% reduction in capacity at the airport, regardless of the type of operation. That was met with substantial international resistance, including from the United States, that resulted in the Dutch government taking that proposal off the table. And now I, they're trying to figure out how to, how to move forward from there. France is also another example where the country has put in place bans limiting domestic flights that are shorter than two or two and a half hours, as long as there is a high-speed rail connection between those points previously served by an airline connection. Again, those are examples where we're seeing some real focus on curbing uh, aviation activity in a way that really doesn't take into account the benefits that aviation brings to small communities, to companies in all parts of the globe, connectivity that really helps drive global business, and especially for business aviation, our ability to provide humanitarian aid following natural disasters and other emergencies. So the United States isn't the only location where we where we face threats to airports, and I think our listeners are pretty familiar with the examples here in the United States that we continue to remain focused on and keeping access to. The rest of the world is also seeing examples where airports are being threatened, and hopefully they will also see the value of associations like the IBGAA and NBAA when it comes to standing up to these kinds of proposals, providing the real information that leads to better policies and better output from the policy leaders and elected officials that are often the ones in charge of determining how these matters are ultimately resolved. Doug, how else can the business aviation community help to combat these attempts to limit use and access across the continent? We need strong national organizations like IBGAA and NBAA to help keep an eye on what's happening in the system. Our members are consumed doing the work that they're doing. They're transporting the company around the globe, around the country to do the good work that those employees are hired to do. They're looking to us to provide the insight and the information that can help predict what's going to be happening in the future. And so the membership of of both organizations is important. We encourage our members to be partners with multiple associations, especially for those 1,800 organizations that have a presence in Ireland. It's, It's important that they look to the IBGAA as a stakeholder in helping them 
to address the aviation issues that may be present in Ireland, much like we look to our members to be part of NBAA that allows us to be effective in addressing business aviation issues here in the United States. But together, we're stronger. And I think this Dublin uh, challenge is a great example of how our organizations can work together with a common goal to help affect the right kind of output that will ensure business aviation is respected in its contributions to Ireland, while also providing a path forward for the rest of the aviation users at Dublin to continue to grow in a way that supports the nation as a whole. Well, just as Doug said, I think the first key is a global response to a national issue. This is obviously an issue under our purview with the Dublin Airport cap, but having the NBA jump in behind us, along with Brussels, the Canadians and others who have come forward, has been really, really valuable. Um, I think part of our job association, you know, a couple of our members came just that are based at Dublin, Signature Flight Support Universal, for example. We were able to coordinate the whole response. We were able to hire the public relations firm, bring everybody under the, our national banner, our national association. And I think it's been very, very effective. We've been able to put multiple um, pressure points out to the various stakeholders. And as I said, that global response out of Brussels and DC, along with the Canadians, has been brilliant. And IBAC. So it needs a global response. This is a 1 billion euro economic driver to the island of Ireland. And part of our job as, as an association is bringing everybody into the room together, the luxury tourism side, the government and those stakeholders, Department of Transport, the IA, the airport authorities, all the operators, and saying there's a massive ecosystem in there that we believe is underutilized in Ireland. So we've brought everyone together to have the conversation, to deal with the issues up front, how Ireland can position itself in sustainability, how we can get the message out and educate what business aviation is and what it is not. I feel the fruits of those two super successful conferences we had, about 300 people in the room of the key decision makers, is helping get that conversation out there. Then when we face a problem like this, it's all about the response. But the one question we'd have or one resource we'd like is companies that are based in Ireland, US, multinational companies or other European companies, if they can reach out to us, we're happy. We've got a list of all the various stakeholders that have decision powers in this from the county councils right through all the government agencies, all the push points we can apply pressure. So our request is there's any companies that are concerned about this, that are concerned about access to Dublin Airport to contact our association, our office. We have a response line. We can forward all the information and all the emails and help apply the pressure as the Irish Association. So that help would be massive. But again, I think it's down to the global response. Like Doug said, part of our job is to educate. And I feel we're getting good traction on that. But obviously, we can't speak too soon until we see the results from this. Learn more about the Irish Business and General Aviation Association at IBGAA.com. And for the latest news affecting international business aviation operations, visit NBAA.org INTL. And that's the latest from NBAA. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device. Of course, you can also download Flight Plan directly from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Right, uh, we got him inside. We're slowing back to 170.